0: Welcome to the Shortcuts to Public Speaking Success podcast from award-winning speaker Shola Kay. This is the audio version of Shola's weekly video blog. Be sure to visit sholakay.com slash blog where you'll find loads of video tips with helpful written summaries. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Shola Kay, a public speaking coach, a professional singer and professional speaker based in London and my business is called Speak Up Like A Diva and then when I work with the fellows, I call it Speak Up and Shine because not all men want to be divas and not all women want to be divas either actually, Uh, but diva is actually an acronym so D stands for being a dynamic speaker, I stands for being an inspiring speaker telling stories, V stands for being a valuable speaker and A stands for being an authentic speaker who speaks from her or his heart. And what I want to talk about today is how to overcome your fear of public speaking. And public speaking fear is huge. There are so many different reasons why people can be afraid of getting up and speaking in front of a group. But one of the ways that people are um, often sort of get themselves tied up in a knot is because they have what I call performing monkey syndrome. And when they visualise themselves speaking in front of that group, they see the group sitting there, stony faced, arms folded, judgmental. mmm, 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 what's she doing, Oh, I don't like this, don't like that. While well, the speaker is has literally got the weight of the, 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 the audience expectations on their shoulders and they're sort of jumping around and dancing and trying to please everybody uh, and feeling this weight of, of expectation and having to perform and having to live up to the audience audience's sort of dreams and desires of them. And in actual fact, it, public speaking really shouldn't have to be like that. Of course, as a speaker, you're going to be counted upon to be a diva, right, as I just talked about, to be lively and dynamic, to be inspiring, to tell stories, to be uh, a person who is relaying valuable information, to be somebody who is real. So, of course, those boxes should be ticked. But in terms of everything resting on the speaker's shoulders, why should that be? I think that a good... Speech or good presentation should be an, interact- an, an interactive one. It should be a conversation more than um, just a one-way flow of information. I'm being distracted because I've got a really itchy nose. I just have to scratch my nose. Oh, that's better. Right. Okay, I can carry on now. Um, so, so, yeah, when you're speaking to your audience, instead of feeling like you've got this weight upon you, Think of ways that you can bring them with you and make it an interactive experience. Ways you can make it a conversation. So instead of you having to perform and having performance anxiety, your job is more of uh, more one of being a facilitator. A facilitator of the audience's learning. A facilitator of them moving forward and being transformed. You're facilitating things happening to them and if you're facilitating that means they have to play a role as well. So what do I mean by that? Well there are three easy ways that you can get the audience to form a a more of a conversational partnership with you rather than you being that monkey there dancing on the stage, right? And so one of the ways is by um, when you're being interactive you could ask them questions right, and get them to put their hands up because that way, as you're going along, you're understanding about them more and more, and so you can tailor your information to them. Of course, you should have done your research at the beginning, before the talk, so you should have a good idea of who's in the audience. But nevertheless, when you're there, make it interactive. Make them know that you care about them because you're asking them questions. You're wanting to find out about them, okay? Um, For example, you might say, uh, if, if me as a public speaking coach right how many of you have done public speaking before okay if I'm expecting to give them some very basic information on public speaking and then 100% of them put their hands up saying yes they are, they've are, they done plenty of speaking before hold on a sec right I might need to do a quick bit of tailoring of my, my talk uh, and what I'm planning to share with them so that I can match the experience and expertise that the audience already has and and i'm going to diverge it a little bit and just give you a quick example of of what can go wrong or or what not to do um a few months ago i went to a business networking meeting and they had a, a very senior diplomat there who was speaking to the group of us around the boardroom table and this person had been in very as i say very senior diplomatic roles um all around the world and she she launched into her talk without asking a single question of us the audience without wanting to find out why did we come to that talk what's our own experience were we were we actually interested in the diplomatic service or were we more interested in her experience as a woman dealing in a very male um oriented profession or area okay she didn't ask any of those questions and as a result at the beginning of the talk all of us were sitting there with our eyes you know eyes uh, lit up waiting to hear some real pearls of wisdom and then by the end of the talk we were all sort of like you know the eyes are rolling in the back of the head a few people have got their mobile phones out because this person had not asked us a single thing about ourselves she had not checked in with us along the path of the, of the trajectory of the, the talk. Um, so by the time the talk was over she was sort of somewhere over over here I'm trying to I'm back to front in the camera. but anyway, she was in one place and we were in another. and um, most people just they just looked bored right They looked bored, they weren't engaged. and that was certainly not a conversation. it was very much a monologue and um, the speaker didn't really take our, our interests into account at all. Now going back to my point number two, um, so the first point was that you could ask people questions and have them put their hands up. The second way that you can make this talk an interactive one so you don't have to be that performing monkey is by having group activities. So you might ask people to reflect on the points that you're making in pairs or in groups of three or four. And those are always great because people will transformation happens when people start to reflect upon their own lives and, and start to apply the information you're giving them. To their, their own situations. So, in those moments where perhaps you're thinking, well, you know, I'm not really doing much, I'm just standing here while they're interacting with each other, in those moments where you're feeling like you're, um, you know, not really doing, doing your job as a speaker, those are often the most important moments in the presentation because those are the moments where the audience get to really have your information seep into their own their own lives, into their bodies, into their situations, and then they start to change or they start to think about new possibilities. So never be afraid of having those sorts of um, interactive group exercises in a presentation. Obviously, the size of the audience will determine the way that you manage that, and that's a, a conversation for a different day. But whether your audience is, you know, huge or whether it's tiny, you can have some group activities going on and then um another way that you can make your interact or make your presentation more interactive is by having uh what we call takeaways and so at the very end of your presentation or near the end you want to say to the audience okay well what did you get from this what did you get from this presentation and then have a way to have them you know whether they put their hand up and yell out to you or whether you have a mic runner because it's a very big audience or whether it's a big enough audience that you have some sort of text interaction going on but you want to find out from that audience towards the end of the talk what did they get what did they understand what was beneficial to them and you do that not only so that they can learn from each other but also you're learning too you may have given them five points and then they only share one back with you and say well this was memorable and then the, the other four they've forgotten so of course then that should raise, uh, ring some alarm bells for you and make you think oh hold on, perhaps I should change those four or perhaps I should state them in a different way. So takeaways are brilliant for you, they're also brilliant for the audience because they hear in their own words what the message was that you were delivering to them. And sometimes the words that they use when they um, sort of paraphrase back your message, those words can be more powerful them or they maybe sort of strike a bit more of a chord with them than the words that you used. So that final way, doing takeaways, is, is really, really powerful and really useful for both you and for your audience. So to summarise, do not worry about being that performing monkey. You are a facilitator. Obviously, in some situations like a TEDx talk, for example, or a TED talk or, you know, very formal presentation, you may not have the opportunity to include these group exercises. But at the very least, you could still have a hands up, you know, or two or three hands up during the course of that presentation. Why not? Why not show the audience that you care about their opinion? You care about who they are and where they are on their journey by soliciting a bit of feedback from them. So the three ways are hands up, having group activities, and then making sure that you have a a takeaway. Um, You're asking for takeaways at the end of that presentation. And that way you'll involve the audience as you go along. It will become a conversation rather than a performance from you, and then that will help to reduce and to allay some of your fears of public speaking. Because most of the time when we're worried about public speaking, it's because in some way, shape or form, we're afraid of being judged. But if you're conversing with with somebody or with a group, rather than everything being one way, then they have to take some responsibility as well. And so then the, the, the onus being on you and you being afraid of being judged, starts to diminish and get and uh, get less and less so i hope that helps and please do go ahead download one of my freebies go to my fab dash freebies page on my website or check out um, my group coaching program or indeed you could get in touch if you're interested in having a uh 10 minute call with me to see if it's the right fit for us to work together Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, have a brilliant day and I'll speak to you soon. If you want more resources to help you ace your public speaking, then head on over to sholakay.com. You can sign up for helpful weekly tips, download a freebie or learn about online and in-person live events. See you soon and keep on speaking up.